Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. Did you know that some vocational missionaries primarily make short trips? Jenny Beth Gardner is one of those missionaries, and we're going to talk with her about that. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode number 200. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for joining us. This week, we're going to be talking about building relationships, learning culture, and short-term trips for vocational missionaries. This really is a great conversation. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. You're also going to want to stick around to the end to hear about another great podcast about missions after this interview is over. I do want to welcome Lori, who recently liked the Engaging Missions Facebook page at facebook.com slash engagingmissions. One of the things I recently shared there is that at the time that I'm recording this, we're now over 65,000 downloads. We'll probably be about 67,000 by the time that you actually hear this. So I'd like to say thanks to you for giving ratings and reviews and iTunes, for sharing this, for helping to get the word out. If you enjoy the show and you haven't already, I'd really appreciate a rating and review in iTunes or something that's brand new that you might want to check into. If you'd like to nominate the Engaging Missions show for the podcast awards, I'll have a link for that in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Jenny Beth Gardner. You can do that anytime during July 2017. But it'd be great if you did it today just so that you didn't forget. I'd love to win this award, but not just because I think it'd feel great to win an award, but also because I think this might be a great way to help get some visibility for missionaries like Jenny Beth Gardner for the mutual benefit and encouragement of the body. I'd really appreciate it. That's a link in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Jenny Beth Gardner. I think after you hear what she's got to say, you're going to be moved to pray for her and also to nominate the show. So let's get into it. This is some great stuff. All right. I am really excited to have with me today, Jenny Beth Gardner from the Transformational Education Network. She's with us to talk about devotions and the idea of bringing something back with us. She's been on the show before, and now she's returning to just share a little bit more about some of the things that she's picked up in her travels in missions. So Jenny Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. Now, when we talked first, we talked a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do with Transformational Education Network. Can you maybe just kind of summarize that for us in a couple of sentences so that people who haven't heard from you before will know a little bit about you? Sure. Well, I'm a book-loving Texan who is given an opportunity to help with a really tremendous need in missions, and that's uh, education in Africa. And so, and interesting on, on this topic of short-term missions, basically a long-term missionary who does short-term trips. My 
work from home on the different curricula that's being requested and the materials that can really be used to help with transformational education, the idea of education that's really effective pedagogically and that's also Christ-centered, grounded in scripture, and, and ultimately training Africans to develop that themselves and so that they can take it on and pass it on to, and that's why our tagline is discipling to the third generation. So, you know, of course I do in that line, then, you know, my short-term trips are when I just go over for a few weeks at a time to different places in Africa to work with them face-to-face. And then I come back home to work on what's agreed on and what our next steps are. That's great. And, you know, you mentioned that you are a long-term missionary, but you do a lot of short-term trips. I'm wondering, as you begin to think about short-term missions and short-term trips, what are some of the benefits, maybe just one or two benefits that you've seen come out of short-term missions? Well, the main benefit, you know, thinking back to my early short-term trips in high school, you know, we just would go to lend a church a hand when they had a big project or big outreach or, you know, a VBS they wanted to do and didn't have the staff to do. So, you know, that's where you can really, you know, come in and help a place that's struggling when they have a specific need like that. And then, and then of course, there's a benefit to, to the missionary who goes over too. And that's where, you know, as I go over to Africa, you know, I, I, I get that real strength of face-to-face interaction with the people that I work with long-term so that we, we have a better communication, better understanding of where each other's heart is. You know, it's, it's hard to communicate all that via distance as opposed to, you know, being able to look each other in the eye and talk for a few hours over dinner. And so really it's that, you know, it, it's that face-to-face connection and the way that God's Spirit works as you connect like that. And, you know, it, it grew my heart for mission so much. And, you know, so it it's really something where God works on both my heart and the people that I go over to serve. And he accomplishes you know, really beautiful things just in that relationship aspect, especially. Yeah, that's really good stuff. And I remember when we talked first, you had mentioned some things about beginning to develop those relationships and kind of the, the challenges in cross-cultural relationships and learning how to, to work with that. I'm wondering, you know, as you've grown in that, are there any other things that you've seen where we have maybe an opportunity to really kind of level up how we do short-term missions? Well, the, I mean, the big thing on short-term missions besides, you know, you're, you're going, you have to know, of course, that you're going within a long-term strategy because you, if you, if you take missions courses, you'll, you'll hear a lot of examples and stories of how your short-term missions can be well-intended, but actually be counterproductive if they're not within a long-term strategy. And then yeah. you know, within that, mainly the idea of coming to to be challenged and changed as to who we are so that then we can try to use that to communicate to the people around us who haven't gone, who haven't been able to go and actually see people in Africa or Mongolia or whatever, who God is there and that he is the God of the nations and that you know, it's the idea of then that kind of love that we can bring back is what can really mobilize you know, people in the church, I think, and that to have more of a heart for what God is doing throughout the world. Mm. And, and I guess kind of turning now our focus a little bit more toward the specific topic that we were going to talk about, which is devotions or quiet time. And I'm wondering, you mentioned in, in your email that sometimes you find it a little bit easier to focus on God when you're in one of these short focused trips. Can you share a little bit more about how that quiet time works and and what that experience is like? 
Sure. Yeah, I just thought of that because as you mentioned, great devotions on missions, I thought, you know, that really is the easiest time for me because, you know, we've been, when I go overseas, you know, we've been praying toward this trip for months, we've been working toward it. And and then I go over all excited about and anticipating what God is going to do there and just open and ready to learn. And so it's so easy then to be talking to God and you know, seeking out His Word and getting picking up so many things that He's revealing both around, as I'm looking around with in the place that I'm in and the people that I'm interacting with. And when I read in His Word, you know, everything, because I have that anticipation, that sense of purpose, everything comes alive very easily. Yeah. And, and you know, I can definitely see that because it's it's easy when you've been anticipating something kind of like, I mean, I hate to make this analogy, but almost like a vacation where you've been planning and saving and working toward it. And it makes that time seem more special. And that same kind of thing happens when you're working toward a, a short-term trip that's going to take a while to get to. When you come back home, maybe you don't have that. Have you found any strategies or any any tips or tricks, something that you can share with us that might help shape our perspective or our actions when we return and find that, you know, it's not as easy sometimes to focus on God? Yeah, that's been a long journey for me over my life and even before I became a missionary. Um, and one of the one of the things that struck me most recently has to do with what I mentioned about, you know, it's it's easy overseas because you have this sense of purpose. And even when things are going wrong, you know, you're more inclined right away to ask, Okay, God, why is this happening? What do we need to do? We need to pray this through. Whereas, you know, when things go wrong at home, it just feels like, Oh, well, the only reason this is happening is to drive me crazy. (laughs) Well, so the probably the first thing that especially has been on my mind because I've been convicted about it lately is realizing you know, that the God still has his purposes for you here and then that's still in the things that go wrong and you know de- derail what you were trying to do and or just exhaust you and you know, realizing that God is you know, God is still at the same work which is to make us holy and to make us to make us like him and to draw him close draw us closer to him. Mm. And thinking back, you know, even in the times before, because, you know, anyone who's walked with God for a, a while, you know, you already experience that, you know, sometimes you have ups when devotions are great and you just can really sense God's presence and can, and seem to be getting so much out of it. And then even though you don't, you, you can't think of any reason why, then later it just seems like the doldrums where, you know, it, not feeling it, not, nothing sticking out to me. And what was really helpful in one one time when I was going through that, a friend recommended to me a book called The Dark Night of the Soul. And and that was really helpful because it explained that you know, God does that on purpose because those those times when, when, you know, we feel emotionally close to God or, you know, we, we're getting all these great insights, things like that. That's just one level of who we are. And sometimes God needs to quiet that to work on a deeper level, to work on our souls and to bring that and to nourish that in ways that, you know, we're not even conscious of at first because we haven't even developed that part of ourselves yet. And so, you know, reading that was really helpful to realize that, you know, yeah, these things happen and God, God has a purpose for seeming quiet and for the times when it seems like nothing's happening, happening spiritually. And that is still to bless us and draw us closer to him in ways that we hadn't even thought of before. And, you know, that's what, what I realized was my, one of my, the biggest impacts on me when I first did major cross-cultural missions was it, it did change me in ways that I didn't understand because 
seeing God work in people that were so unlike me, you broke my perception of what God is really like. And so that's, that's what I would encourage is to remember that God has a purpose both in, you know, the things of life and then also in the times when it seems difficult. And so, you know, the, the strategy beyond that is just to stay disciplined, keep up your prayer role, keep time in the scripture. If you have to just keep the list of the, you know, the things you want to pray for, the things you want to praise God for, Pray that every day, whether you're feeling it or not. You know, you don't have to come up with something unique every time because that's what what relationships are. I know I remember some people have said, well, you know, every, every time you meet with God, it needs to be fresh. You shouldn't say the same thing every time. But, you know, I realized my husband and I, you know, when we greet each other, we say the same thing every day. Yeah. When we and the way we, you know, interact with our families, you know, birthdays, we do the same thing at the same time every year as a way of keeping up that relationship. So I, I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with continuing to do that, you know, as a discipline with God, you know, you don't have to be, you, ha- you don't have to feel like it to be blessed by it. If you're faithful and really do want to seek after God in that. So I'm wondering if you can maybe also share a little bit of insight because you, you mentioned about how this is, you know, the dark night, that's something that God takes us through for a purpose. And sometimes he wants us to continue on, you know, in a, in a discipline until we reach a point of, I'll call it breakthrough. But I would suspect there are also maybe some times in our lives where we're just continuing on because we're hard headed and God's trying to take us in a different direction. Do you have anything that you've learned that would help us understand the difference between the two so that we would know more about going forward? And that, that's a very good question because you're absolutely right. You know, the it can be just, you know, there, there, it, it seems like a problem because there is one and we're just going in the wrong way, not listening to God and all that. And really the main thing on that is to continue to examine our own hearts and you know, really, really make sure we are asking God sincerely to do with us what he wants and to teach us what he wants. The one thing that really also encouraged me in a time when I felt like, you know, I'm not hearing from God at all and I really need to right now because things are so confusing my mom just said, if you really want to hear from God, he will find a way to get through to you. Mm. And so, you know, that comes down, that is a reminder that, you know, it, when we're going on hard headed, you know, we, we have some area of pride that we're hanging on to and you know, some reason that we're not listening to God. And so you know, the important thing there, I think, would be just to keep praying and asking God to show us whatever might be keeping us from what he wants for us and keep, you know, honestly seeking that being willing to be broken at a moment's notice. Mm. It's interesting that you chose the word pride to describe that. And, you know, I I guess I can't speak for everybody else, but I can certainly speak from my own experience and say that, you know, looking at myself, it is so easy to assume that my perspective is the right one and that maybe God needs to get on board with me and, and kind of help me out because obviously I must know what's going on. So <laughs> you're, you're kind of speaking my language right there. As you think about those times, you know, they're a dark season, a time of difficulty sometimes, but there are also times, even when we're home, when that maybe it takes a shift or maybe, you know, it's a season of growth and of blessing. I think both of those are important. Can you share a little bit about how you walk in those seasons when when things seem a little bit easier so that you're not just resting on a past experience? I'd say probably the main the main key to that that I've found is gratitude. And it's because, uh-huh. I mean, it's actually, 
it can be pretty easy for me personally to use productive times when things are going well because I'm a very driven personality. But you know what I what I've had to watch for myself on that is that well then I'm doing it out of pride <laughs> or you know I'm doing it because I'm obsessed with being perfect, this and that. And so t- having to st- take a step back from that, renounce that, and but then you know w- whether it's because of that or because you know well it's just easy to get easy to get lazy. The the key I think in both cases is is to be thankful that, you know, all these blessings are a gift from God and have that, have that desire then to pour it back out to him. And so then, and, you know, realizing that, well, this, this great time isn't going to last forever, but how can I best use it then to bring glory and give thanks to God? Mm, Very good. So Jenny Beth, you've been sharing quite a bit from your experience and I really appreciate that. Now I want to shift a little bit because we've we've talked briefly about what 10.3 does or the Transformational Education Network does. I'm wondering if you could maybe put a little bit more flesh on that so that the people who are listening can understand a little bit more about 10.3 and what it is that you do. Sure. Yeah, our our goal, 10.3 was started a couple decades ago, actually, by a missionary in Nigeria who was asked to start a computer school there. And he just thought, well, that's crazy. Nothing works here. But, you know, and he was asked to start the best computer school in the country. Mm. And, you know, from that and from just the lessons that came from God's people there in Nigeria, stepping up and being able and being willing to teach each other and to and to really put what they learned in practice instead of just, you know, just get something down and pass an exam and move on, you know, led to more and more requests for education that really does make a difference and that makes, you know, strong, godly users of technology and then ultimately of every area. And, you know, the requests then came for more of a, an idea of a liberal arts degree that, mm. that would teach, teach people to really think and have a Christian worldview. And it's, and, but then on the other, on the other hand, there were, more requests for the ability to duplicate those computer schools. And so we've had a lot of projects we've been working on. In, but the, the whole idea is, you know, our vision is we see African churches overcoming the severe challenges they currently face and emerging as world leaders in the spread of the gospel and education. That's, that, that's where our heart really is, is, okay, let's, let's, get, let's find those people who really want to make a difference and who really want to take head on what all the horrible things that Satan has done to Africa and raise up a church that's you know, strong in a Christian worldview and strong in wisdom and grappling the issues around around them and able to effectively use technology and everything else around them for God's kingdom and God's glory. Oh, yeah, good stuff. And, and you mentioned raising up leaders. And I think I remember from when we talked before that you're able to now work with leaders that have been raised up and sort of give some ownership back, if you will, and and the people that live there help design some of the things. Is that is that accurate? Do I remember that right? Yeah, that's that's been the goal all along. And we've had some disappointments in that, you know, some of the people mm-hmm. that we worked with then, you know, either weren't able to continue or or even, you know, disappointed our national leaders there who are in place and, you know, decided, no, you know, we this wasn't what we bargained for. So we, we've had our ups and downs, but at the same time, you know, we have had those core people who have stuck with us for the year through the years who really get the vision and, and are, are still working at training the people around them. And and it really is wonderful when we do get, get people on, on board who you know, it's like light bulbs turn on and they're like, yeah, 
that's, you know, that's what God is doing in our country, in our lives, and we do want to be part of that. So, yeah, like I said, still definitely working towards that and, you know, coming up with more strategies. We're, we're trying to get a Moodle tracking system going so that we can work with more people more effectively on, okay, you've, you've read this material, you've gone through this Bible course, you've gotten these skills. Okay, now let's move on to the next step so that we can really train those leaders and know that know where they are and they be able to also have them encouraged so that they can see their own progress instead of just wondering, okay, when am I going to be ready? Yeah. That, that's that's really great. And it, it sounds like the, the trips that you take are fairly focused and they have very specific needs maybe that they're meeting. Are there opportunities for people sort of from the outside to come along with you or are these teams that are, you know, basically just 10, three people? Well, there there is definitely opportunity to be involved, but it is something where you know, you, you would have to have been involved with 10-3 for a while beforehand. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we do actually actively look for volunteers who are willing to commit, you know, maybe a couple hours a week to say help, you know, use their gifts to consult a, you know, someone who wants to start a school. And well, if you if the Lord blesses that effort and you realize, okay, yes, you know, they 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 get the idea behind what the school is, they want to proceed, they we've done the feasibility study and it's, and, you know, we're ready to go, then yeah, um, people could be part of actually going over to one of these focus trips where we actually help them get a school running and, and, you know, work through any first startup problems and get, and we actually had just two colleagues who came back from Sierra Leone a couple months ago and they, they helped start two centers there. Mm. And that was again, after they had spent about 10 months just meeting regularly with the people who wanted to to start the school to make sure everything was in place and they're ready to get going. Okay. So what are some of the other ways that people can partner with you? Prayer always yeah. and can follow at our at our website we have a place where you can sign up for our newsletter called Moment the called the 103 moment or just email moment at 103.org. It's T E N and the number 3. And you know then you can keep updated with what we're doing every few months and be able to pray for us. And also we, we get volunteers in other areas. For instance, I, as a, as the curriculum and material director, you know, need editors all the time, just people who go through and fix the grammar or fix the typos or the, those who really are really ambitious can learn the formatting system, mm-hmm. fix the formatting. We're, we're also in need actually of a treasurer. We, we lost our ten three lost our treasurer earlier. And so you know, we've we've had just our president doing it, but he's very much overloaded. And that's, the, you know, that sort of administration thing would definitely help us you know, be able to focus more on the, uh, the ministry we're trying to do instead of the paperwork that goes along with it. Wow. So m- many, many opportunities for people with a variety of different giftings. You also mentioned prayer. How can we best pray for you? For me? Well, it's... <laughs> mainly be just staying on top and staying focused with all that God is doing on on the ministry side. I've kind of got two things I'm focusing on now. One is actually a opportunity for developing some primary school materials. You know, when I met before, pretty sure I explained, you know, we were mainly focusing on post-secondary. That's where the request had come in was, you know, computer education for adults and different seminars for adults and things like that. But now the you know, even back as far as 2013, I was getting some some indication, you know, what we really need is this education at the primary school level. But it was just this past year that we got particular opportunities and particular people 
in place ready to help us do that and start implementing it. So I'm working on reading material for these primary school students as you know, the foundation for godly transformational education because you know it, it really is sad you know you I I was really heartbroken even in Nigeria mm. to hear all these stories of yeah we, we have school for these kids but they walk away and they they still don't know how to read English you know the teacher didn't even speak English and they were supposed mm. and all their curriculum was in English wow so you know just uh, ways to really help them with that and you know build a better education that actually works for their environment and also what I the next project that I have that I've been working on is what I mentioned before. We're trying to get some of our leadership training onto a new platform where we can track it easier and encourage them easier, make sure that things are being done and smoothly instead of just send a bunch of stuff and then wonder if they're getting it all. So having to work on that as well. And then, you know, in the midst of those things, you know, I have the personal issues that I've experienced a drop in support recently. And so, you know, I'm mm. actively seeking out new supporters to try to make up that difference bef- before, you know, it gets to where I can't do this anymore. Wow. And then on top of that, also, I'm uh, expecting a baby oh, in September. Congratulations. So, thank you. So, you know, lot, lots of things to thank God for. And just the prayer then is for him to keep keep me strong and able to focus on all these things, provide for the needs and do, do what needs to be done. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that's an amazing list. And, and for, for you as a listener, I'd like to just encourage you to take a minute and pray about those and ask God if he would have you be part of one of those answers. And if not, we're trusting him for the answer, but take that time to pray. It's, it's okay to go ahead and pause this and then come on back because your prayers are powerful and they're effective and they're important. So I, I would just encourage you to do that. Jenny Beth, I just want to say thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a blessing to be on the show and get to just share the wonderful things God is doing. That's my pleasure. Didn't Jenny Beth Gardner share some amazing stuff? Now I'd like to take a minute just to tell you about a new podcast from FX Missions. This is called From the Forefront, and it features long-form interviews with missionaries who are on the forefront. It's actually really similar to the Engaging Missions show and hosted by Scott McClelland, who also hosts the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Now, you might be wondering why I would promote another similar podcast to Engaging Missions. And to be quite honest, it's because I want to see it grow. I don't see Scott as my competition in trying to gather the ears of people who believe in Christ. I see him as a co-laborer, as a brother, and as a friend. And we're actually working together on this project. I help by providing some of the editing so that he can get this show out. And I really think it's going to be a great thing. You can find From the Forefront linked up in the show notes or by visiting missionalaudio.com. And I'd also like to mention that if you know of another missions or ministry-related podcast or audiobook, I would love it if you would stop by missionalaudio.com and suggest that we add it. Your suggestion might help us find another show or another book that would be a valuable resource for the body of Christ and help connect people who might not have received that otherwise to receive from the Lord through what's being put out through the amazing media of podcasts and audiobooks. I'd really appreciate it. Now, I also want to take just a minute to let you know about next week's show. We're going to hear a little bit from Tony Svensson of E3 Partners, and here's just a little bit of what he shared when he was on the show. 
Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Mission Show. The, the impact that we saw that short-term missions had on people's lives was just amazing. And it was really encouraging for us to see how people, when they stepped out in faith, kind of stepped out into a, an area that may have been a little bit uncomfortable at first, and how God really used them, really transformed their lives. And that, that was a big encouragement for us. And we've really seen people that have taken that step of faith, they, they experience God just on a different level. And I think that's been really neat to see how when you take somebody on the mission field and they are, you know, it's taking a whole week or two weeks and they're getting up and they're praying and they're having fellowship with other believers and they're, they're ministering, you know, for the sake of the gospel. And it, it really just draws people into a closer relationship with God. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. Of course, that's not all we're going to talk about in next week's episode. We also talked at length about short-term missions and how that can fit into long-term strategies. I'd like to say a huge thank you one more time to Jenny Beth Gardner for being with us. And I'd also like to thank Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studio for his help in putting this episode together. He does the editing, and I really appreciate what he does. It's great to have him as a friend and also to have him involved with this show. If you want to make sure that you never miss another episode of the Engaging Missions show, visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe and subscribe there using your favorite podcast app. Then whenever we publish a new one, it'll automatically download straight to that app so you can listen to it on the go wherever you are, whenever you want to. And if you do that and you also think to yourself, man, I missed that entire back catalog, of course, you can also download all of the previous episodes just by visiting that link and then subscribing to download. Thanks one more time for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope that you were encouraged, inspired, and challenged by God through what we're doing here. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Mission Show. You can find more great content like this along with show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. 